Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of a junior VC behind the scenes. I'm your host, Mazin, and this week I'm joined by Manshi and Shelly. Uh, and we're going to talk about a junior VC's piece, Can Hasura's API Link the World's Data? So to get us started, Shelly, can you tell us why we chose to write about uh, this company uh, this week? Yeah, hi, Mazin. So um, I think uh, why we chose to write about it is pretty much because not really a lot of people know about this company. Uh, Hasura turned unicorn this year and uh, we don't, uh, not a lot of people have heard about it. Uh, so through this story, we are trying to explore what Hasura is about, how their journey started back in 2016 and what their path to growth is right now. Uh, so yeah, we will be exploring it as we go along this conversation. Sounds great. Thanks, Shelly. So let's get us started by talking about their origins in uh, 2016 and how did the company get started? Sure. So uh, uh, the journey to the, the main product that they have is very uh, not very straightforward. Uh, so one of the co-founders, Rajoshi, she had just moved to Chennai and she was looking uh, looking for some good home-cooked food or local delicacies. Uh, she, because of her busy schedule, she was not able to go on her feet. So she decided that, uh, okay, let's try delivery apps. Uh, but she, what she found out was that uh, delivery apps were not uh, really catering to the local or homemade food category. Uh, so she decided to start uh, start a food delivery company that would specifically cater to the home uh, food delivery. Now you might be wondering what is a food how is food delivery related to what Hasura is doing with APIs and everything. Uh, so uh, Rajoshi was a business entrepreneur. Uh, she was looking for someone from tech who could help her build this product. Uh, that's where she met Tanmay. Uh, who had just graduated from uh, from an engineering college in in Madras, and he was also looking to start a, to start his own company and uh, and not join uh, the offer that he had got from the from the campus. Uh, both of them together had an affinity for food. I think that's where they clicked and they started working on uh, building the school. Uh, however, uh, uh, back in 2016, I think. A lot of uh, a lot of firms did not have their tech stack figured. Uh, like right nowadays, we talk about the tech stack and everything, but I think back uh, five or six years earlier, uh, it was not very structured. So Tanmay, uh, when he started the app development process, he found that a lot of things were uh, not very streamlined, and a lot of repetitive work also had to be done. And uh, thirdly, the uh, the databases were not talking to each other. So uh, backend and frontend were not talking to each other and everything was kind of manual and repetitive. So uh, uh, to simplify this process, he started uh, building a tech stack for himself and uh, they developed a soft platform called Procrust, uh, which would basically uh, store the databases and uh, help the uh, developers uh, develop faster. Uh, in the sense that they did not have to worry about uh, changes at the back end because uh, that was taken care of by this platform. Uh, uh, and so now they developed this progress tool uh, th that was an inside tool for their food delivery app. Uh, but what happened is that uh, uh, when when this got launched, the buzz uh, spread in the city and there were some de other developers who were also looking to simplify their app development process. And they uh, they reached out to Tanmay and Rajoshi and wanted to check out this product. Like, how does it work? Um, and it 
people got interested and then uh, tanmay and arjun figured that okay we have built something that a lot of other people want so they quickly pivoted from uh, making a food delivery app to this software uh, that could actually help the developers uh, build more products so from a b2c food delivery app they moved to sort of b2c uh, developer tools uh, company and uh, then became a consulting tech consulting firm uh, so yeah that was their journey before they launched hasura uh, uh, they built that platform prokus uh, then they started taking feedback uh, from their customers and from not from the customers but from uh, from their own community of uh, developers and they kept building new tools uh, eventually they launched hasura in 2018 as an open source uh, project thanks a lot for that overview and can we maybe double click a little bit on uh, the market and we spoke a bit about the problem that they were solving for developers uh, why was this the right time like why, why now for hasura yeah so uh, i think uh, there was uh, in 2006 17 there was an onset of uh, development blocks so uh, like how software is built and scaled and operated uh earlier it was monolithic architecture uh and everyone had to figure out the entire app development process from scratch however uh, uh tanmay and arjushi were building a part of that stack as automated so uh, uh basically the developers did not have to worry about that particular part in the process that was automated and rest was uh, being uh, worked on by the developers so uh, that was the problem uh, that a lot of people were facing 2017 and before that uh, which they started to solve for and you spoke a bit about it but uh, can you tell us a bit more about how they got early traction how they built the initial team uh, and how they found product market fit and got to their seed investment i mean they 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 clearly got that early traction by kind of discovering a problem that affected yeah. a lot of other developers but how did it evolve from there so i think a lot of it had to do with uh, the community open source project that they had built uh, they had also started a, a, a on, an online course which was uh, which had around uh, 2 lakh students uh, and there were around 12000 apps built uh, using their uh, platform uh, in the course uh, so that started getting them some early traction uh, in the first year of their launch they had around 2 million plus downloads and it was all, all developer led uh yeah uh, so uh, they basically had formed an internal tech consulting team and they these consulting uh, team uh, this consulting team was uh, consulting with the developers and then solving for the problem there was another team which was a platform team which was developing the core product and uh, they uh, somehow figured that to scale and to make this product global they would not have been able to do it uh, by being bootstrapped because it was taking a lot of bandwidth uh, for both of the founders to figure out how to sustain themselves so then they decided okay before launching hasura as a as a platform like in 2018 uh, of further version they uh, figured that they had to uh, get some vc funding and that is when they reached out to uh, folks and got their early seed investment once they got their seed investment they built their model into two part one was developer side and one was enterprise side because they were getting a lot of organic traction from a lot of enterprises also so that is how they start uh, started their model 
Thanks a lot, Shali, uh, for that incredible overview, quite the journey and how they stumbled into this niche. Uh, Mansi, can you explain to us a little bit more about what exactly their product is and, and you know, these two verticals, enterprise and the developer side, how is that structured? Uh, right. So uh, the product that the core product that Hasbro offers is GraphQL engine. Uh, deep diving a little bit into what exactly is GraphQL. Uh, today, when software systems are built, the way the backend systems and the frontend systems talk to each each other is through a bunch of restful apis uh, the world currently is working on rest but they are moving towards graphql hasura came up with the core engine which enables people to seamlessly talk to each other so think about google translate but for like backend systems and frontend systems are far more complex this revolutionary uh, layer in between that they build which seamlessly en uh, enables people to surpass complicated operations like uh, authentication and uh, authorizing transactions etc et is what sets the uh, product apart from the other products in the market today um, the company's vision today is to build a universal proxy layer. This is what uh, enables them to, um, in a way, solve universally for all the uh, uh, systems that exist today and not just for one particular system. Yeah, it certainly sounds like a major challenge that really affected a lot of people. But what was the competition like? Who else was, was playing in this space? Uh, that's actually the funny thing. While researching uh, Hasura, I realized that they don't really have any competition which is directly doing what they are doing. Uh, there are other companies that work orthogonal to them. And this is something that they've addressed uh, uh, aggressively, even on their own blog, uh, where they talk about uh, pr products like Apollo and Prisma, which are building similar APIs, but they're not exactly building what Hasura is doing. The kind of flexibility and the kind of compatibility that Hasura offers with its GraphQL engine is not something that Prisma and Apollo are offering to their customers. So in a way, it's actually the first uh, engine in the market. And uh, it reminds me of the time when AWS was launched and then there were not really major competitors and people were not really uh, um, doing what AWS was doing as in enabling people to build infrastructure and be, uh, removing all the complexity out of the uh, out of the system of software development. So uh, in a way, it's actually like a first entrant into the market and it has its, uh, it, it, the playground is all for Hasra to kind of conquer right now. Yeah, it certainly sounds like they're, they're really well poised given the current situation and, and also the kind of larger trends in the tech ecosystem moving from monolithic ar architectures to to microservices uh can you tell us a bit more in terms of where hasura is today in terms of the customers the products the revenue and, and their fundraising uh so hasura became a unicorn uh, uh into 2022 itself and um uh, it was uh, uh it raised us a, a 3.6 million funding round in the series e funding and uh, it uh, the kind of uh, growth it has seen over the years has been phenomenal. The growth was primarily led by uh, Hasura turning open source. So uh, uh, Hasura made its core product, which is the GraphQL engine, uh, open source, and it um, uh, it put itself on the on GitHub. And GitHub is a platform where uh, a lot of uh, softwares are hosted, and it it got twenty six thousand stars on GitHub, which is a major feat for any open software, uh, any open source uh, software. Thanks for that, Manshi. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about? You know, it certainly sounds like Hasura has built a really solid base. Uh, they have, uh, you know, with their presence on GitHub and and by open sourcing the software, they really accelerated their growth. 
uh, and they're sort of well positioned without a lot of competition in the market right now, you know, kind of providing a unique service to, to developers. What does the future look like? Do you expect you know, competition to creep in? How do you see this evolving? Um, but to talk about the future, we have to talk a little about the open source community in India. India is seeing a phenomenal growth in its open source community today. Uh, GitHub, which is the uh, place where the world builds software today, opened its uh, third largest market in India over China uh, back in uh, 2017. Uh, the government of India itself is doing its bit to promote open source uh, communities in the country. Uh, they have uh, launched a lot of trendy policies uh, which enable uh, proliferation of more open source products. Uh, so Hasura is ideally placed in this uh, in this system to uh, with its GraphQL engine being open source today. Uh, also, uh, Hasura has an open core business model wherein it offers uh, uh, it offers a community for an open code model to work perfectly. There needs to be a community and the product itself. Uh, what works for Hasura is the community it has built for itself, even in India and abroad, because of the unique product it's offering and the way the community is growing. Uh, it serves more like a word of mouth self serve mechanism, wherein the more and more people use it, the more they talk about it and the more it spreads. So it has immense potential, not just. Um, in India, but globally as well, to spread out. And their go-to-market strategy is a little weak right now because of uh, the kind of uh, traction that they are seeing just through the community. But I think that's something that they will definitely work on. And it's also something that is the focus of the company right now. Uh, so yeah, Hasura has challenges ahead, but I think it's a good way forward. Certainly sounds like an, an exciting uh, journey ahead of them. and. Uh, Come a long way. So thank you so much, Manshi and Shali, for, for giving us this overview. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode of a junior VC behind the scenes. We'll see you again next week. Thank you.